the dumbest hole I've ever played in my life. Ronnie, that's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most! Oh my goodness! Welcome back to the Missed Cut Podcast, here for episode number two. Uh, spring break is over, getting back on the grind, so uh, we got a lot to talk about today, obviously, a lot of stuff going on, two, uh, two PGA Tour events this past week, so we'll touch on that. A um, couple more announcements, the Ryder Cup made an announcement, Tiger Woods made an announcement, so um, a lot to talk about today, and... Um, so yeah, obviously starting off with the uh, WGC this past weekend, uh, Bubba Watson gets his second win of the year this past week. Goes six zero and one on the week and uh, takes down my guy Kevin Kisner seven and six yesterday. Unbelievable, just a dominant performance from Bubba. Um, not only on Sunday uh, yesterday, but just the whole week, uh, starting on Wednesday, um, and just kind of dominates everything. Doesn't lose. Does obviously tie one on the week, but. Uh, becomes now the fifth player to win multiple WGCs and multiple majors. Uh, he won the uh, 2014 WGC HSBC, and uh, obviously this this match play uh, this past weekend also won the 2012 and 2014 Masters. Um, so he now has 11 career wins. Obviously his second this year, one earlier um, over at uh, Riviera at the uh, Genesis Open. Now number four in the FedEx Cup standings. So. You know, he's moving up, making a huge statement. You can pretty much pencil him in now, I think, uh, for the Ryder Cup team this summer um, in France at uh, Le Golf National. National. I don't know however you want to say it. Um, I'm not a huge Bubba fan. Kind of hate the guy. Um, he's a kind of a he's, – he's a, he's a douche. Uh, from all that I've read, all the books and articles stuff I've read, and you can maybe I mean you can see it on the course just the way he you know treats his caddy and some of the fans and uh, just his body language and everything. He's just a douche, uh, but he's having quite the bounce back year. I think um, obviously he kind of fallen off the map a little bit, plummeted down the you know official world golf rankings. His health had become an issue. He kind of lost some some you know power with his uh, with his drives and with his you know iron shots. Um, obviously. You know, relating that to his bad health, but uh, obviously had a great bounce back so far this year. Two wins, um, and then he could be one of the favorites next week um, at Augusta. Obviously, won there twice um, and has a great track history there. Um, and has been playing some really good golf this year so far. So uh, I would keep an eye out for him next week, and we'll kind of touch on um, that obviously next week. But um, you know, obviously a great win for Bubba. Uh, this weekend, but um, another big storyline this weekend. I thought Patrick Reed, Jordan Spieth um, had had a uh, um, match together. Didn't exactly go as I had thought, or as you know, many people had thought. Didn't live up to its hype, especially with all that you know. Patrick Reed had said, you know, going back to last week, trying to get that you know drop, um, 
that he didn't get. He said, my, I guess my last name has to be Spieth um, to get that drop last week. And he also was asked, um, I think, earlier last week um, about Jordan Spieth's strengths. And he said, I don't know, my back still hurts from the Ryder Cup. So he's always been like that, you know, dating back to his you know college days at Georgia and Augusta State. Also kind of a douche, but I think maybe a likable douche because of, you know, the kind of USA pride he has and just um, people kind of sort of gravitate toward him for those Ryder Cup, President's Cup um, kind of events. But uh, Jordan Spieth lost 2-1 and one to Patrick Reed. Interesting spot, I think, right now for Jordan Spieth. His game right now is, has been atrocious, and it's been atrocious all year, especially on the putting green, which I think is kind of um, it's kind of interesting because it's, it's kind of what ascended him to such a high level back in 2015, almost won him the Masters in 2014. Um, his short game and confidence on the greens is kind of what got him there. But the past few tournaments, especially this this past weekend in Austin, he's his confidence was was noticeably absent. He just can't get anything going. He uh, has no rhythm, and I think that's wearing on him a little bit. And that's not the you know position you want to be in heading into the season's first major um, at Augusta next week. He's going to play this week in Houston. He's still 24. Uh, but it feels like he's having you know a mid-career crisis right now just because of how young he burst onto the scene, uh, the second youngest to win the Masters back in 2015, like I said. Uh, but he's just in a funk right now, like a, a serious funk. Um, it, it, I mean, that, that happens to everybody. But uh, like I said, playing this week in Houston, the final tune-up um, before the Masters, he needs to find something. He needs to get something going, or he might only be playing two days next week at Augusta National. Um, we'll see. Um, but I think for him, it all starts on the putting greens. If he can get, if he can get, you know, his confidence back on the putting greens and around the greens, I think that'll kind of catapult him. If he has any other, you know, flaws in his, you know, driving or his approach or you know the way he hits, just all of that kind of stuff, I think will be solved in time. If he can only get his putting in his short game um, corrected as soon as possible. And like I said, this this week in Houston is uh, the last tune-up before the Masters, so. It's going to be interesting to see. Um, tough day going back just to kind of um, finish off this uh, WGC talk. Uh, tough day for uh, Kevin Kisner. Big fan of him. Just uh, kind of ran into the uh, Bubba Watson claw on Sunday. But uh, good week for Kiz. You know, he's kind of one of those guys who, um, you know, he was in on that, you know, Ryder Cup, President's Cup, he's always in on the, on that kind of thing, but um, can't really seem to get much going on tour. So seeing him get to the you know final match on Sunday was good. Uh, hopefully that can catapult him um, you know moving forward the rest of this year, because um, I would like to see you know Kevin Kisner try to contend with some of these other bigger names and, and get up there. Uh, really good guy. So, uh, but also uh, on the schedule this week. Uh, for on the PJ Tour, since uh, most guys can't compete uh, at the um, WGC just because of their their World Golf ranking, you know, position, um, had a secondary event at the uh, Corrales Punta Cana Resort Club, excuse me, Punta Cana Resort and Club Championship. Tony Romo in the field, uh, the former Dallas Cowboys quarterback, now turned CBS football analyst. Uh, a lot of people don't like him on, uh, you know, up in the booth with uh, Jim Nance, but I like him. I think it's it's kind of cool, uh, kind of cool that he got to play this week, made his PGA Tour debut this week, and I think was was in on a sponsor's exemption. So, um, you know, some of those other top guys, like I said, were down in Austin. 
uh, the secondary event this weekend down in Mexico. He started Thursday, even through 12. A good start, I thought, um, but ended up shooting 77-5 over on Thursday. Was, I think, second to last in the field, I believe, uh, after the first day. Uh, so kind of the second loser of the day, but still, uh, even through 12 to you know start out wasn't wasn't bad. Um, so he was obviously looking to try to uh, you know take what he had in that first 12 holes, replicate that for for Friday. But uh, miraculously, does not do that. Does not at all. Goes out Friday, fires an 82, 10 over. Um, so he started on number 10, and began the day with six straight bogeys. So right out of the gate, just you're done. Um, but then he doubled 18, so he shot 44 on his opening nine. And um, if that were me at that point, I probably would have just packed my bags, taken a WD, and gone home. But, um, you know, he stuck with it, had two doubles and two birdies on his back nine. And, uh, like I said, fired um, a second round 82. Missed the cut by only 16 strokes, though, so he's right there. As long as he can just cut back on a lot of those double bogeys, um, he's good. Um, but... <laughs> Obviously, clearly a sign that, you know, even scratch golfers like him or, you know, Steph Curry or, or Ray Allen or Andre Udala, um are on another planet when it comes to competing on tour with these pros like this. Um, it's just something that maybe doing it once or twice, you know, every other year or whatever is, is just fun to see maybe if they can put something together. Obviously, Tony Roman wasn't able to this past week, but, um, you know, Steph Curry last year, I think, played in a uh, web.com tour event, so... Um, and obviously, you know, that kind of stuff just attracts more crowds. You want to see somebody you don't always get to see. You want to see another big time athlete like Steph Curry or like Tony Romo. So, um, I'm sure it was, it was really cool for all those fans down there this pack, this, um, past week to, you know, kind of get a little glimpse of him, but obviously not ready to, you know, hang with the big boys on tour right now, but, uh, still have to admire what, uh, you know, what he did this week. So, <clears throat> um, Moving on, uh, Ryder Cup announcement. I kind of mentioned that in the intro. They announced today that the Ryder Cup will return um, to Hazeltine in 2028, so 10 years from now. So uh, you can go ahead, go ahead and mark your calendars for that. Uh, the first time, of course, we'll ever repeat as a host of the Ryder Cup, so that's kind of neat. Um, they held it back in 2016 a couple years ago. USA took down Europe um, to end Europe's, I think, three-game three, three game skid or um, three-Ryder Cup skid, however you want to phrase that. Uh, obviously, high praise from this um, from this course, and you know just the kind of atmosphere that they brought two years ago. Um, if you remember, you know the whole Patrick Reed, Rory McIlroy duel going back and forth, um, and then them throwing in their antics, shushing the crowd, shushing each other. It was a lot of shushing going on. Um, so if I had been in the middle of that, some somebody probably would have gotten hurt. I don't like being shushed. Um, but yeah, that's you know pretty cool. It's it's kind of interesting the way that they. Uh, announce these venues so far in advance just because you don't know what's going to happen, you know, in the next 10 years that could maybe alter this or, or, you know, whatever. But as it stands now, obviously, like I said, this summer in France, the Ryder Cup at uh, Le Golf Nationale. Uh, 2020 comes back to the U.S. at Whistling Straits in Wisconsin. Um, 2020 out in Italy. Uh, 2024 in uh, in at... Uh, I want to say Beth Page Black. I think that's right. Um, out in New York, 2028. Like I said, Hazeltine, and then 2032. I'll be, uh, I'll be 42, I believe. Um, that might not be right. I don't know. I don't want to do the math right now. I'll be pretty old. 
that'll be at the Olympic Club in San Francisco. Maybe I'll be able to play in that. I don't know. Like I said, a lot can happen um, in a short amount of time. So uh, pretty cool stuff there. Uh, also, Tiger playing uh, this week. Not excuse me, not not this week. He's not playing this week in Houston. He uh, announced that he will be playing in his host tournament at the National at TBC Potomac, just outside of Washington D.C. Hasn't played in that event since 2015, but um, but he won it back in 2009 and 2012. So that that tournament benefits his foundation, the uh, Tiger Woods Foundation. So uh, cool to see him just trying trying out new events. Um, I guess this one, this one isn't exactly new to him, but hadn't played there in a while, and um, you know he's kind of starting to get his you know summer schedule figured out. Starting with this one, um, I'm sure he'll play at the U.S. Open if he doesn't get uh, you know if he's able to. Which at this point he could win next week at Augusta and just cruise right into the U.S. Open and. Um, he could, he could be on his way to, you know, dominating for the next five or six years. Um, I fully expect that to happen. But, um, speaking of Augusta, he, he played there, I think twice last week. Um, like I said, not playing this week in Houston. So he's kind of, you know, just tuning up his game before the season's first major, um, next week at Augusta national. First time he's played there since he last competed in the masters, uh, back in 2015. And, uh, you know, he said he's just he's just trying to get the feel of you know that style of golf again, and um, you know it's been a while. He's the last time he played there. Obviously, he his back wasn't fused, and uh, he he probably approached it a little bit differently. And now he can um, he can go at the course more like he has been going at you know courses on tour the past couple of weeks that he's been you know playing, uh, which is exciting because you know we we've all seen what what he's done the past couple of weeks. Uh, you know the Valspar and the Honda Classic, and just his his past couple starts where he's been so close to contention. Um, waiting to see how he does at a place like Augusta National that he's won so many times um, and has just played so many times. That's it, to me that's exciting, and I think for for any you know avid golfer um, or avid avid golf fan, you know that you have to get excited for that and um, can't wait to see how he performs next week at Augusta National, but. Uh, speaking of the Masters, they're on track to be the, uh, to have the smallest field since 1998, when they had 88 players. Uh, four players were added today because of the um, official World Golf Ranking um, list. One more could be added this week at the Houston Open um, if no one, excuse me, if the winner isn't already in. Um, again, it's just a, a small field. I'm not exactly sure how that uh, how that worked out, but um, you know Brooks Kepka. Uh, a guy who's in the field next week, but um, he's already announced he won't play. Uh, has a wrist injury that he um, announced a couple weeks ago, but um, he hasn't officially withdrawn. So um, that spot will probably open up to an alternate. Uh, we'll find out who that is, though. Um, yeah, Ian Poulter was was in was in Austin this past weekend playing um, at the uh, WGC match play. Thought he was already in the Masters. Uh, turns out he wasn't. Classic mix-up. Um, yeah, but just you know, but he's going to be playing this week in Houston. Other big names trying to win that final spot this week: Ernie Els, Steve Stricker, like I said, Ian Poulter, um, Bill Haas, Keegan Bradley, Brant Snedeker. All those guys trying to win that last spot for the Masters next week um, as the last chance to get in the field. Um, other than that, I think the field will probably already be set, and. Um, 
So, yeah, there's that. Uh, also, speaking of the Masters, we've got three back-to-back-to-back uh, Masters things to talk about. I didn't mention this last week on the podcast, but the Masters has put every final round, I think back to like 57 or so, um, on YouTube. And that's something that I think every golfer um, and every golf fan is going to want to, you know, they're going to want to crawl down that rabbit hole and uh, try to watch as much of that as they can. It's going to take it's going to take you months to watch all that stuff. Um, but I tried to start watching it a couple weeks ago. Excuse me, a, um, a couple days ago. Gosh, I'm kind of off today on um, on talking. You know, coming back from spring break, didn't really talk much. But um, so yeah, I started that a couple days ago. Um, I started with the 2015 Masters because, like I said last week, I'm a big Jordan Speed fan, so I uh, kind of wanted to watch a little bit of his Masters win. Haven't got all the way through that, but uh, we're gonna try to, you know, chew off a little bit each day, see if we can get um, that finish as, as soon as possible. So, uh, pretty neat. So, if if you're into that, go go check it out. The Masters on YouTube. Any final round you want, I think back to 57. Um, so you could catch, you know, Jack's 86 Masters, or you could catch Tiger's 97 Masters, or his 01 Masters, or, you know, anyone you want. If you want to watch Sergio win again, go for it. It's on YouTube. Go check it out. Um, yeah, and then finally, uh, like I have already mentioned a lot this week, or on this uh, this podcast already, uh, Houston this week, pretty solid field, actually, um, you know, be for it being, um, you know, one week before the Masters. Yeah, Ricky Fowler, Jordan Spieth, like I said, trying to tune up his game before Augusta next week. Uh, Henrik Stenson, Matt Kuchar, Jason Duffner, Martin Keimer coming back from from his wrist injury. We haven't heard about him in a while. Um, he's now back and healthy. Uh, you have uh, Phil and uh, and Justin Rose also in the field this week. Some of these guys option to play this week uh, rather than last week, just because. Uh, you know, they'll face this format and these course conditions more so next week at Augusta than they did last week um, down in Austin. Uh, speaking of format, I kind of, I, I, I forgot to, you know, touch on this back when I was recapping the uh, WGC. Um, I kind of want to know maybe what you guys think about the whole match play format um, on tour. I know it's a good mix up um, every now and then, maybe once or twice a year, but uh, to me, I think it's uh, maybe something that that's how it should that's how it should be. Maybe once or twice a year. Um, I think that's I think we need to stick with stroke play for most of the year, just because. Look back to to yesterday, you've got Bubba Watson winning huge seven and six, so he dominated the whole day, and those are the only two guys on the course at the time, and the only two that the whole broadcast is even showing, and. Um, nobody wants to watch just two guys battle it out, especially when it's a huge blowout like that. You want to see your favorite golfers. You want to see different holes. You want to see this. You want to catch that. All that kind of stuff. With match play on on the on the final day, you can't really do that. So, um, I think it's something that I think should stay the same, and uh, they should just stick with you know doing it once or twice a year, um, unless they can figure out maybe how to get more people involved, more guys involved on the on the weekend. Maybe if you've already been technically bounced from you know winning at all maybe try to uh just do something i don't know but um you know maybe send me your your thoughts on on that and kind of what you guys think about match play as a whole on tour um and uh maybe we can talk about it next week uh throw some of that stuff out and speaking of sending me things patron play we got nothing this week you guys didn't send me anything so send me questions stories scenarios pet peeves give me the fun stuff we'll talk about it 
DM uh, at Missed Cut Pod or at Carson Williams 4 on Instagram or Twitter. Also give those two accounts a follow. We'll follow back. And I think that does it for this week. Like I said already a million times, Houston this week, Augusta, the Masters next week. So be sure to uh, check back in with me next week. We'll have a big Masters preview for you next week. Until then, have a great week. Peace. I'm a shitty golfer. You can ask my wife. I've been out there hacking every day of my life. I got the shorts and all the plaid sweaters. That new tailor-made driver didn't make me any better. Man, I hit him fat and I hit him thin. I roll them in the bunkers, man, I hit them again. Slice them in the bushes, crank them in the creek. I pop that sucker up and hook it out in the street. Yeah, I'm 245 right down. Middle and I'm Mr. Green to the left, just a little chilly dip away and put it all together. Hit that son of a bitch right up there in the leather. If you call that good and let me press on the side, you can put me down for a five. Hey, I'm a city golfer, most of us are, but we carry our clubs in the back of our car. What else you gonna do when you're out of town and you need to waste a whole day and shoot another round? Man, I played Augusta and I played Pebble Beach and one time at Sawgrass I shot 83. If I live long enough be 88, I think I'll celebrate it by shooting my age. Yeah, I'm 245 right down the middle and I'm Mr. Green to the left just a little chilly dippy with and put it all together hit that son of a bitch right up there in the leather and if you call that good and let me press on the side you can put me down for a five oh yeah you can put me down for a five